What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and I'm excited you joined me today because today we have a very special guest. Today we have Jeremy Vesta, and I am so excited for you to meet him. Jeremy is the Chief Financial Officer of Curalee, where he uses his background as an economist combined with his experience as a business leader to provide companies with innovative ways to maximize the investment in their most important asset, their employees. Guys, I'm so excited for you to meet him and for him to share his journey and wisdom on his path with all of us. So let's cue the intro and we'll jump right in. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, it is thanks a pleasure so much for having you. me. Yeah, appreciate it's, it. Absolutely. Well, you uh, welcome to the show. Everybody knows that I love to start with backstory. I love to hear yeah. your journey and how you got here. It's never a straight road. It's always a winding one. And uh, I think it's important that we share that with uh, the other people out there, the other owners and, and entrepreneurs out there that are, are making their way down that path, regardless of where you're at in your journey, whether you're in your corporate phase or whether you're in your startup phase, it doesn't matter. The road never stops winding. So I'd love to hear more about how you got to this point and what you're doing, and then we'll dig into to some of the guts of what you came to share with us today. Yeah, sure. And I, I love the story. And it's it's interesting because you know what? This is a story that's not purely profit-based. It's not, you know, it's not purely numbers. This is about people. It's about heart. It's about caring, which is, you know, every every business can use that. Every HR department needs that. And it's it's such a cool story. So we had a family business years back and we'd been very successful. And, you know, um, wanted to give something back to our employees. And this was before kind of the era of concierge medical benefits and things like that. And so we decided, hey, well, let's put something together. Uh, we got a team together, brainstormed over a weekend. And, you know, what came up with this, this system of, hey, we're going to give them this, this type of access and we're going to have medical staff on site that's hired by us. And we're going to invest in our people. And so we did it out of a kind of a, you know, we just want to help out our people. We've been very successful for, you know, about 15 years. And four years later, our CFO at the time walks in and says, you're never going to believe this, but, you know, your healthcare costs have dropped substantially. You know, we're talking 10 to 20% over four years. And at the time, medical trend in the area we were in was about eight to 7%. So it was pretty significant, kind of similar to what we'll probably have this year in 2024. Um, you know, just staggering results. And we never did it out of that motive, but there's, there's stories behind it that are so cool. You know, a truck driver whose life was changed, drops 200 pounds, has a totally different outlook on life. And what you started to notice, you know, through some of the failures, through some of the successes in that in that process was, wow, the people are 
really loyal to our company. They really appreciate what we do. It's something nobody else has offered. And we kind of decided after that, wow, this could be a business. You know, our, our background's manufacturing. Our background is, you know, commodities, things like that. And, and to say, you know, we're going to take the leap and we're going to bring this to market because we really do believe not only are we going to help companies financially, and, but we're going to give them an HR tool that builds loyalty and really helps people. I mean, we have the opportunity to, on your behalf, to go out and, and you know, change people's lives within your culture just by you hiring us on. And we thought that was such a cool concept. We had to go start it. So that's kind of how we got here. It's kind of an interesting journey. Yeah, it's very, very unique. And and I love the fact that you guys could see that opportunity and jump on it. You know, I feel like a lot of businesses have that come along where they're doing one thing, they're, they're maybe struggling through that one thing, they're making it work, but there's something else that's presenting itself to them. And it could be lucrative. It could be something they could do. It sounds like you jumped right on that and your family got on board with it. That's a scary thing. That's a, that's a scary I was joke. just going to say that. Yeah. It, and I, I was going to say that's, li- that's likely why it doesn't happen. Right. Because you get so used to this is my comfort zone. This is my expertise. Right. We get very logged into the fact that this is my expertise. But you know what? Your brain is so creative. Your mind is so unbelievable that if you apply yourself in other areas and you start to study it, you know, if you have a skill set, you'll find that you can apply it to multiple arenas. And that's kind of where this came, where we, we took the leap. It was scary. You know, hey, we're going to leave something behind. We're going to go forward and do something that's very unknown, something sure. nobody's doing. Um, as outsiders, you know, we're not part of the medical community, right? So this is something that's even, we're outside of that. Um, we have access to the right expertise and we have the right model. So let's try to do it. And that it is scary, but man, there are so many opportunities that you come across. And, and I think as a result of doing this business, we find ourselves thinking and kind of having to stop ourselves. Oh, I could, we could do this. We could do that. You, you, you foster more creativity, which is really right. exciting. Right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the, you know, you'd mentioned the, your HR tool and we're going to probably talk about that. I'm assuming as we go, but the, you know, the very mention of HR sometimes uh, puts uh, the fear in, in grown men (laughs) across the planet, Um, you know, and so, you know, you're talking about HR and you're saying, you're saying words that are like opposite of what most people are feeling about HR. So tell me about that shift. I mean, like there, there's a big shift between HR being the big, big bad guys that, that are always kind of knocking down your throat going, you can't do this and you can't do that. And you can't do Mm -hmm. this to changing their lives and their health. Like these, this is too uh, almost uh, a dichotomy here. Yeah, and I think everybody's got that experience with your your company's HR team where either it comes off as, let's call it very um, uh, motivational speaker-ish, right? Where it's, it's, not, it's not feeling authentic. It doesn't feel like you genuinely care. You're trying to get something out of me. Um, and then the other side of it where it's, yeah, it's the, the compliance side where it's like, hey, no, you know, you're, you're breaking the rules. You're doing that wrong, especially small businesses. You have, you have a lot of families involved and there, there are passions 
And, and we have had some moments in our in our businesses where passions because you want to do something, you feel like, oh, this guy's not the right fit or this person is. And I'm just I'm just going to go forward. Um, so to be able to offer a tool to people that says, hey, we're going to develop relationships with your employees more than you can because you just don't have time. You right. want to, but you just don't have time. Right. And not only that, we're going to develop relationships with some of your most complex and oftentimes difficult employees. You know, you're talking people with really complex, chronic uh, medical conditions, comorbidities. You know, they likely have collateral mental health issues, and they may be productive to your company in a lot of areas. But you just know, hey, there's those other areas where I wish they weren't out of the office so often. I wish they didn't have this issue. Um, you know, they just seem to have a bad week every once in a while, that type of thing. And, and to have a resource, to be able to build a resource for people to deploy, it says, we're going to, I, I, it sounds cheesy, but we're going to love those people. We're mm -hmm. going to engage them, build the trust, because if we don't build the trust, we have no results. It's, it's all based on relationship and trust. Um, and we'll be able to impact those people in a way that you'd like to, but you're dealing with, you know, the, the 2024, uh, plan renewal and you have a bunch of other things that you have to get accomplished. And you also have to toe the line for what your business's, uh, uh, projects are and what their, what their directives are. And you just don't have time to invest in that. And no, no small business for sure is going to have the resources to have a team where you can have somebody just involved in employee relations. And again, even then, I'd argue those aren't always that effective because there's there seems to be kind of a, hey, what's the ulterior motive here, right? <laughs> well, and and understandably so. I mean, I, I feel yeah, like for sure. in my HR days and dealing with that side of things, uh, you know, I was a COO and dealing with HR and kind of figuring out how to make that all work in. I, I've always felt that there was a, that negative yeah. feeling towards HR. Like you're trying to get me to sign up for this thing or get me to do this thing because it's going to benefit you, not because you care about me. So how do you guys, how do you guys hurdle that? How do you yeah, sure. uh, span that space of like, Oh, okay, you're just as a company, you're just trying to do something that's going to benefit you or save you some money. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's hard at the beginning. I will tell you that you want to talk about some of the failures when you first get in with a client. That's when you have the most failures with a product like this because of the skepticism. Exactly what you're saying, and there's a certain amount of persistence. Uh, there's a certain amount of careful internal marketing. You know, you really need to have something professional lined up where. You have the right email pieces. Maybe it's webinars. If a company has an internal product where they share out webinars or they have their, their benefits portal, you put that information out. You get in front of them. You offer services. We show up and we do lunch and learns where we're just subject matter experts. We bring in our medical director. We bring in the nurse. We talk about issues that are current. You know, We're trying to provide stuff that's not just the same let's call it toolbox meeting they had talking about wearing sunscreen in the summer or <laughs> wear your fall arrest gear, right? Like everybody's right. heard that they don't need that, but let's talk about off-branded medications and Ozempic, you know, something that's been very controversial. Let's talk about that and let's have an open discussion about that. Things that are engaging and over time you start to get participation. And once we have participation, once you get the first couple of real success stories, 
it can it can then move like wildfire because people know that, especially in a smaller business, they know that person. Lisa from accounting, who you know is now off her diabetes meds, or you know Jane from legal who you know had a cancer. We we had a, we had a situation where an individual was on a cancer maintenance drug, basically destined to die. We got we we were the second opinion. We said let's go for an ablation, let's do something surgical. That person's now in remission. That story moves throughout your company, and then the great thing is you get to say it's not a veritas curely whatever win. It's it's that company that hired curely gets the win. We hired the company that saved your life. And, and, you know, we're so happy that we got to do that. That's so it takes time, but you can see as you have those wins, more and more people want to participate and the skepticism falls off very quickly because now you're seeing we are invested. We are there. We are available. We're not trying to force you to do something you don't want to do. And we're there. We're there on your behalf. If I can tell you the minute our product ceases to be authentic, it fails. Right. And that's what we've learned. If you don't have the right people, the right nurses, the right medical director in there to be authentic and show true caring for those individuals, instant failure. Right. Right. Yep. All right. Well, let's talk about the pink elephant in the room, which is if we have an HR director, does this replace the HR director or is this an addition to, so let's talk yeah. about the tool. Let's talk about, sure. you know, how that, how that fits. If it maybe maybe some of the companies listening don't have an HR yeah. person and you know, the COO is wearing that hat yeah. uh, or something right. like that. So right. talk about the tool and talk about uh, that pink elephant of, if I have a HR person, is this going to like, should they be worried about their job? No, this is, <laughs> this is, this is like ultimate job security, right? Because it's, it's, it's something that's going to reduce your turnover. It increases loyalty. Uh, we work very well with wellness programs. We're not trying to get rid of your wellness program. We're not trying to get rid of your on-site clinic. We're not trying to get rid of those things. We're trying to be something totally different. And we oftentimes, like if a company has an EAP program, right? Very important, has, has multiple uses. We are often now in the companies that we're in, the ones that are helping get those people to the EAP program that need to be at the EAP program. We're convincing them to go. So we're now taking your current HR programs that you have and in a multiplicative way, getting more compliance, getting more participation in those products. And so you look even better. As an right. HR person, you look even better because we are bolstering you, not to mention we have a tremendous amount of expertise because we've done it ourselves right. in benefits and, and all of those things. So when you have questions, when you have this or that, we're there as your resource as well to discuss some of the things like, hey, we're, we're having issues with this single uh, uh, hospital system contract we have, they promised us discounts and, you know, it's front loaded and now the savings are gone. What does that look like? You know, we've, we've seen all that stuff. So you have the expertise of somebody that can truly help. And again, there's, there's going to be failures, right? You know, and we didn't get here without having some, some ups and downs, but uh, it's about partnership, you know, and it's about authenticity and humility. Again, the, uh, I think in HR, the more the more humble that team can be, the more authentic they can be, the more effective you're going to find that they are. And that's that's what we try to embody every day. And we're going to bring to your team. 
right. and we're going to bring to your business and we bring to our business for sure because we know our business is gone without those things. Right, right. So does this HR, HR tool act a bit as a fractional HR director? Like if if you've got one of our smaller size businesses out there that are sure. wearing all the hats, is this something they yeah. can lean into and go, okay, you can help me do that for a while before I have to bring on that that next HR director? Uh, in sure. Well, I would say for, for the smaller type businesses, what this does is we pool, you know, find associations, find groups of people that are like you. Let's pull them together. Let's get a geographic area together. Let's brainstorm and give you a resource that you would not have in your organization. Otherwise, even once you get to hiring an HR director, you're not going to have, especially at the small to medium sized business level, the expertise in benefits management, you know, you've taken your healthcare costs as a given. Right. Right. Let, let's work on something. If you, if you are big enough to be self-insured, let's work on something that can now take that risk lower. Sure. Prove the concept. And over time, your premiums drop and everything and, and or at least stay in line. You know, if we're going to have an 8% increase, I think everybody'd be happy if they could, if they could maintain status quo, right. all of a sudden, your employees are really happy because their buddy down the street just got, you know, took on what another 5% increase to their, to their employee copay or whatever, you know, it, it starts to add up really quickly. Right. Well, we talked a little bit about the health side of the HR, yeah. but what about the, uh, you know, the hiring, the firing, the uh, 401ks and, and is, does your tool help with that area of HR as well? I think not as much from the 401k side and things like that, but what it really does is when you think about employee retention, uh, because we're able to build in that authentic relationship, because we're sending the message that you probably don't have time to send, which is this company does care. That's why they invested in a product like this. Now you're starting to send that cultural message and you've got a cultural agent throughout that entire business that is showing the employees what you really want to show and giving them a sense that this is a great place to work. This is a place that has my back. There's always going to be pluses and minuses, um, but it's very important to us that we are promoting your business as well, that in our interaction, we're not commiserating with your employees about, you know, how bad so-and-so in HR or in accounting is and what a pain in the butt that is. It's, <laughs> so, you know, I can, I can understand where you're coming from, but look at what they're really doing for you. And, and doing that in an authentic way, which is very challenging. I mean, I'm sure you, in your background, you know, it's not it's not easy to convince people that the company cares about you, especially if if right. things maybe haven't been that way for a while or right. things have been overwhelming. We're in a, a, a interesting economic time, and and when stresses, when directives come up, hey, we're going to cut costs. How do you still maintain that focus? And sometimes providing a benefit like we provide gives them the opportunity to overlook some of that stuff because, wow, you really cared about, you know, my son yeah. who has a complex asthma condition and we had no answers, right? Um, we, we've dealt with, we've dealt with, uh, you know, children with birth defects and getting them through the right coordination of care. And so it's, it's the best possible solution. That person can't possibly think too poorly of that company that just invested all of this time and effort 
into helping them through the most challenging period of their life, right? It's, right. it's a very powerful thing. Right. I love that. Let's talk a little bit. You know, you, you talked about your your ability to connect with the with the team members, with these employees and being an advocate for them. But how do you guys go about continuing to be an advocate for the company and, and sort of play that middle ground so that uh, both sides are happy? Yeah, and that's really trust, right? First, you've got to establish the trust so that you can't be you can't be giving them directives and telling them what to do right away. You have to really get to know what's going on with them. You have to be, you know, to, to use a Stephen Covey term, an empathic listener, right? Yeah. You got to sit there and listen and hear what's actually being said. It doesn't mean you're always reacting, right. you know, but we deal with nurses. We hire nurses and we coach them in this manner so that they're listening and able to take the total because there's socioeconomic issues there's familial issues, there's work-life issues, all those things that come into play as to how they got into this condition to begin with. And they don't want to be there. Right. So you hear that first. And when you start to, you know, help them through their issues, they trust you. So they, they, they know that when you're telling them something and you're not going to tell them something you don't believe is authentic or true, you know, we'll always push back on the company and say, no, we don't feel comfortable doing that. And here's why. Uh, which is great feedback for them, but you're giving them all, they can trust what you're saying. And because you've been an advocate on their behalf, you you're helping them improve their health. There's, there's very little room for thinking that you have an ulterior motive or you're going to go a different direction on them, or you're trying to pull the rug under from underneath them. And all of a sudden HR is going to come in with this new, this new directive that's going to, you know, hit them over the head. And now I'm working twice as many hours or, you know, all of those things. It's, it's about that trust. And we do, we are better than pretty much anybody I've seen it at being authentic, developing that trust and investing in their lives. I love that. Yeah. Well, talk to us a little bit more, you know, for those listening there, there that are in that place where they're, they're hearing you and, and really realizing, gosh, you know, I, I, I've needed to pull the trigger on this and I've needed to, to take care of this in my business. What does it look like to work with you guys and to be able to get yeah. in and start this process? Because obviously you work with a, a lot of different companies, uh, mm -hmm. sizes of companies. So give us an idea from from the small end all the way up to the larger end, how you would come in and, and, or how we can get in and work with you. Yeah, sure. Small end, you know, we're going to be more of an advisor. You're, you're probably not going to get access to our full product um, to, because you, you need to be self-insured for us to really affect what your costs are going to be. There's not a lot of benefit to you, right. um, but we can be an advisor. We can be there. We can help answer questions. We can help give you direction on how to go about these things, how to have these conversations with your employees, but medium sized, you start to get into some of the self-insured areas and you're taking on your own risk and we are not going to be disruptive. So the first thing we do when we come in is we get to know your corporate culture. We want to know it's not about our product. It's about how it fits in your company. So we need to get in there, understand what are what are the things that are off limits? What are the sacred cows? What are the what what's the general feel from your employees? You know, how do they like to be contacted? Because that, that's very different. 
Some right. employee groups, they'd like to get something in a mail or a piece of paper in a packet. Some people want, you know, a webinar. Some people want an email. Some people don't want you cold calling any of their employees. Some people are totally fine with you reaching out. Some will help you. You can let them know the name of the person and they'll help you get in contact. And some are like, no, that's off limits. Let's keep the HIPAA, the HIPAA distance as far as possible. It just depends on your appetite. So we get in there, we get to know your company, and then we really tailor make our uh, our approach for your company, what's going to work the best. We have our core tenants. We're still going to get in, in touch with the most at risk. We're going to look through your claims data. We're going to get to know your population on a level that you probably don't know them. Um, but then we're going to, we're going to reach out in a way that, that you feel comfortable with because we got to earn your trust and we got to earn the, the, the employee, the participants trust equally. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, talk to us a little bit about how we can uh, get in touch with you, how sure. we can find out more and start to go down that path for those listening that are ready to Absolutely. start to head this way. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, section on our webpage uh, where you can put in your company info and and give an email and all of that and and we have a we have a customer service team that'll reach out to you and get things started and you know likely you'll be in touch with me and uh, we can start talking next steps and what it looks like for your company and certainly at the very least we care about every company that reaches out because we know that you're all dealing with issues um, so at the very least we can have a nice conversation and Hopefully you can glean some things and some benefits from that, from our, our years of expertise in this area. Right. Um, and even better, we find a good fit and we can help you really do something to, to you know, improve the health of your employees, make them more productive and give them a happier life. Right. Right. And they can find this at curally.com, right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, C-U-R-A-L-L-Y.com. Go check that out and, uh, and get the process going. I know that, uh, you know, we mentioned this at the beginning. I know that HR is uh, oftentimes maybe the black sheep of the family, but, and, and maybe even of your progression. So if you're in that phase where you're starting to head down that space, uh, it's important that you take care of it. This is stuff that you don't want to leave too long. And, uh, you know, as Jeremy uh, so eloquently pointed out, when you can take care of it, your your team members, your employees, their families are going to be effective and affected in such a positive way that it's important that you do it because it, it could be making a world of difference in their family. And that goes so far for your company. And, and we always talk about, you know, the marketing on the marketing side, we talk about referrals being sort of the wonderful, holy grail of business. You get referrals and life is good, right? Business is good. But in inside the business and with your team, your employees, when they're referring your company because you took such great care of them or because they're the systems and processes inside are taking such good care of them. I mean, that, that kind of, uh, brand recognition and, and, uh, and position in the marketplace is worth its weight in gold. So such a, such a cool thing to do, uh, guys reach out to Jeremy and go check out the website and get in touch if this is the right time, if this has sparked something in you, go and do that because now is the time, right? I, I know we talk a lot about choreography 
we talk about choreography in a lot of different spaces, and it is so important that you choreograph this piece as eloquently as you possibly can, because there are so many rules and regulations, and there's so many ways to do it wrong, that the choreography that you create here is so valuable and so important. And so go reach out to Jeremy and, and his team and see what they can do for you to help you through this process. Do not go it alone. It's just not worth it. And so go do that. Uh, Jeremy, before I let you go, do you have any words of wisdom you can leave us with uh, for, for all of our listeners? Yeah, I'll just play off of one thing you just said, and I thought it was great. Your brand is not just the product you sell. It's also the product within. You're selling potential employees and your current employees, not just on working for you, but on the level and the degree of commitment that they have to you. And if, like, like you said, if their family trusts your company, they're going to have a greater ability to invest in your company every day. Right. That's important and it's powerful. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. All of you listening, don't forget, Keep working on choreographing your business. All parts of your business need choreography. Until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.